0: Everyone, we are here for another episode of Melissa Mumbles, of the podcast. Um, I hope you guys are doing well and having fun doing whatever you're doing. My spring break is coming to a close and I don't want it to end. Um, But I have something special planned for the summer, so I'm counting down and holding on to that as much as possible. Because I think that's the only thing that's going to get me through this. (laughs) That's okay, that's okay. I've learned a ton of stuff this year, and I can't wait to learn more every day for the rest of my life. (laughs) That got really deep. (laughs) But it's nice outside. I sat outside reading this morning. It's still nice. I might go for a walk or a run. I did yoga this morning. So far, it's been great. Um, And I'm just, I don't know, I'm happy. I'm content right now. That's how I feel. I feel content. So I hope you guys feel content as well. So I have a few things on my mind. Um, I finished a book this morning, Know My Name, by Chanel Miller, um, which is about the Stanford, Stanford, Stanford sexual assault case, um, with Brock Turner. Chanel Miller is the woman who he assaulted, and it just talks about her side of everything and other things. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm writing up some thoughts on it and I'm going to post a review on my YouTube channel. So if you don't know, I do have a YouTube channel that I'm reviving. Um, I'm going to put episodes of my podcast on there. I'm going to put different book videos um, on there. Whatever else I want to put on there. Um, Yeah. One thing that I'm just thinking about now is I'm holding this book in my hand and I'm looking at it. And it's just interesting how books, like books look different and they feel different after you've read them and after you know what's inside them, you know. Um, It's just interesting. Because before I read this book, I liked the cover and I just bought it because I thought it would be interesting. And now that I know what's inside of it and I have stuff underlined it's just it just like looks a little bit different to me you know like how when you get to know someone their face looks different it's kind of like that but yeah so i will link my youtube channel below um i want to start writing reviews i'm trying to write more which is what this podcast is going to be about kind of um and yeah so I think, I think that's all I want to say. So I'll link my YouTube channel. Um, so I'll go and subscribe to it if you want some reviews. There's going to be some other different content on there. But yeah. So I'm, rev- I'm reviving my middle school days of making YouTube videos. Um, I just think it'll be a, a nice place for me to share more stuff. Um, and I want to create some more content on there. So, what we're going to be talking about today is also related to that, um, and just talking about, like, reading and writing in general, and I guess language, and English, just English in general, I think, um, and reading and writing. I need to write that down or else I'm gonna lose my mind. So, um, let's see. Let's start with my personal thoughts about this. So, I mean, reading and writing is a very, like, general, um, broad topic, you know. But reading and writing was something that I did a lot of in elementary school and like the beginning of middle school I always read I brought books to recess I came home did my homework and then I would read um, from what I remember and then we had various like writing binders in school and I would always write stories and I have journaled on and off and wrote different things Um, and it was just something I was naturally attracted to, I think. I don't, I don't know when I started. I don't know why. Writing. I feel like I sound very, like, low energy. So, I'm trying to not sound like that. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, so I've just always done that. I don't know when my parents read to me or when they had me start reading or whatever. But, I just... Always gravitated toward, gravitated towards it. Um, But yeah, as I got older, I guess in middle school and in high school, I just went away from those things. Um, There were probably a few things that happened that deterred me from that. Just me getting tired of being in school and not wanting to read at home after I already had to read at school, Um, or not having time or being too tired or something like that, Um, or watching YouTube videos and going on Facebook instead of reading, um, which I think is a huge factor for me personally. Uh, But I also just think, I think some of the attitudes of my friends, they didn't read, so... I wasn't in an environment where I could read, um, so maybe if I had talked to other people, I would have um, kept reading. But yeah, it just was a a natural—I don't want to say natural—but like it just happened naturally of me stopping reading. There was one memory I remember my one of my sixth grade teachers. Uh, We are, I think we were reading aloud in class, like everyone take like a paragraph or something. And um, she got mad at me for reading ahead because everyone was reading too slow for me. So when I, it was my turn, I had to like turn back a few pages to get to where we were. And she was like, you shouldn't read ahead, like you don't need to be an overachiever. And. As a teacher telling a student not to be an overachiever, I don't understand the motivation behind that, personally, because I would love for all of my students to be overachievers. Um, But anyway, so I think that sort of stuck with me and made me feel weird about reading. Um, But I just stopped, and then eventually... But I stopped... But the whole time, I was also like, I wish I could read, but I don't, like, enjoy it anymore. And then in high school, I definitely was like, I just want to read. But I don't have time or I don't have energy, which is true. I didn't have energy or the mental capacity to read. Same thing in college. The whole time, like, I've known reading has been good for me my whole life. Good for my brain. But I just haven't had the energy or mental capacity to do so. Um. So you know, I just kind of fell off the rails. I didn't want to read for school cuz it was required so then I didn't want to like I could tell part of me wanted to, but I also didn't want to, you know, just like not wanting to do homework. Um But yeah. So then I got some friends that did like read and write and they were into journalism. Um, which made me want to get into journalism and then we got tumblers so you know like tumbler poetry and like arctic monkeys and reblogging pictures of iced coffee and quoting the fault in our stars and how the cigarette is a metaphor or what what was it whatever you know the quote that I'm talking about <laughs> and um Oh, there was a ladybug on me. I'm sorry. I flicked you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so that sort of got me a little bit more interested back in the idea of reading and writing. And then that got me into like, I don't know. Oh, there's a lot of ladybugs on my <laughs> And just being around my friends who were into reading and writing, just by environment and association, I just sort of absorbed that. Um, And, like, you know, when we would go to hang out, we would get coffee and, like, do homework and read. We wouldn't, like, go and, like, do something else. Or instead of, like, staying up late all night, Going to a party or something, we would go, we would wake up early to go to a book release or like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I just was surrounded by that energy more, so I just grew to like it. Um, and then I just found it easy to connect with my English teachers. I liked talking to them. I liked English class. I just felt like I wasn't good at it. Um, and I sort of told myself I wasn't good at it. Um, and I had this one friend who she was like, English was like her thing. Like she did it all day, every day. She wanted to be a journalist. She like had this life plan of like what you wanted to do and it was all about writing and reading and stuff so that was like her thing so then a part of me was like well you can't do that because that's her thing so I like limited myself from doing that I still did journalism for one semester in high school which was really fun and I really really enjoyed it um I took AP Lang my senior year, which was fun, and I enjoyed it, but it was still difficult for me. I mean, I feel like as an AP class should be, like, it was definitely difficult. Um, And I just... And she was in my class with me, so I was very discouraged by that. And... I didn't really participate in discussions because I was scared because there' was, you know there's always the few kids in your class who will talk over everyone else, and I was always the quiet one, and I didn't know how to assert myself even if it was for a grade um, and it that just felt very like demoralizing, and even though the teacher I still love her, I haven't talked to her in a long time, but I love her very much she's still someone I like look up to sometimes um and I just want to be her (laughs) um just like very strong and she spoke her mind and I don't know she just did stuff because she wanted to do it um and she was very supportive of everything and um So, yeah, even we would say after class to talk to her and she'd be like, you guys have good stuff to say. You just need to say it. (laughs) Um, And we would be like, yeah, but it's scary. And she'd be like, just say it. (laughs) And we'd be like, no, which I mean, I totally understand. I wasn't going to. But I like, honestly, I think some of my classmates scared me because they would just say stuff so confidently and I couldn't do that. So it was like scary but um another thing i remember about that class was that we did we had to do this project a it was some sort of literary analysis project and we had to what do we have to do i think we had to like pick a certain lens and then um look at it i don't remember maybe no i probably can't find it anyway <laughs> It was just this really big project, and this teacher was notorious for hard grading, and <laughs> we per, we worked on it together, me and this other friend, well, the friend, and then I th- think one other person, and we procrastinated on it. Even the day after it was due, we it still wasn't done because we all just procrastinated on it, and we waited until looking back, this is so stupid, but we just procrastinated, and we, like, did it all in one night, and we went up there, and we were like, this shit is gonna be so bad, it, like, it's not together, like, we don't know what we're talking about, she's gonna be mad, she's gonna think we're so stupid, so we went up there kind of, like, quiet, and, like, I don't know, I guess, here's our presentation, and then she gave us a 99% on it, which was outrageous, because she doesn't do that, and she, like, took off one point for, like, our citations or something, but, like, she (laughs) gave us a 99%, and we were, like, are you, are you serious? (laughs) That got a 99, and it was, like, It was very bad for our procrastination because we were like, well, if we can procrastinate and get a 99%, we're never doing anything on time again. (laughs) Um, But also just, like, being a part of that sort of encouraged me that, like, oh, you know, you can do stuff, Melissa. Um, But also, that same friend, even though she encouraged me to do more reading and writing, um, when I gave her stuff that I wrote, one of them being about her, she was like, oh, this is, this is okay, and I was like, uh, okay, thanks for, uh, just saying my poem about you was okay, it's definitely what I wanted you to say. But anyway, so it was just this weird mix of, like, wanting to do something, having the environment that would have allowed me to write, but being scared to because I wasn't good enough, because it wasn't my thing, because music is my thing, writing is her thing, music is my thing. And I think that severely misled me, because I love music, but I really, it's not my thing. Like... I think music is healing and powerful, um, and it's, I enjoy it in my daily life, but at the same time, it's not my sole identity. And I think that's one thing I struggled with in college, was the fact that I was forced to feel like music, it was my only identity, when it's not. I have so many more interests other than music. But because I, like, locked myself into that when I went into college and my last year of high school, I was like, well, music is my thing. Writing's already taken, so I can't do it. So throughout college, I... um, didn't... I mean, I wrote for papers. My... U.S. history teacher was the most encouraging professor I've ever had, I think, (laughs) and he always loved my writing. I was always like, I'm sorry, like, this is so bad, but he was like, um, this is great. What are you talking about? So that was very encouraging for me, um, and I won't forget that. (laughs) Um, he is very encouraging. See, all my, all of my, my English teachers and history i think english and history kind of go together they're just very encouraging that's what i want to be an english teacher too i guess i got to go back to school but anyway um so i just felt this struggle in college of I have to focus on music. I only have time for music. Music is the only thing I can do because I'm going to be a music teacher. So I can only do music and my life can only be music. But like I said, that's not true. That is not what my life fully um, consisted of. I am a full human being. I have more than one interest. Um, And it's not just music. So that was a huge struggle point for me, especially because I had decided music is my thing. Um, but then I went to this school where music was everybody's thing. And then I felt worse because I was like, well, these people are better than me. So if music's my thing, then I'm not good at my thing, which means like I'm not a good human being. Um. So that got deep. <laughs> but that's what I felt. And um. yeah, so after basically in that history class my lovely professor he always talked about books he gave us plenty of book recommendations i put all of them on my goodreads list i didn't buy any of them but i still i think i still have them on my list um And I've talked to him multiple times after his class about how reading is important and reading is, like, the single best thing that you can do. And he talks about that all the time. And I have finally taken his advice and started reading more. Um, And it has been fantastic. My brain feels good. Um, And I am also writing more. And at first, my writing just started with, like me journaling but now I'm like trying to write stories I'm trying to write a book and I'm trying to write like articles opinion pieces and now book reviews so I'm just trying to write stuff and I just feel like I mean it it takes practice right but I also feel like there's some sort of like prestige prestige i don't know how to say that word actually that comes with english as a language and also reading and writing like 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 only smart people write read books only smart people write if you you can't read if you're not smart um and if you're illiterate, obviously you can't read because that's what that means. Therefore, you are dumb. And you don't know anything because you can't read. And I think this is hitting on a larger a larger topic than I thought. <laughs> but um, I feel like that's one of the ways that we unconsciously judge people is whether or not they can read and write and whether or not they do. Like if everyone if you can if you are able to read then you can read books and then it seems as if it's like up to you to make the time to read books to make the time to digest it and everything one thing about college was that i did not have the mental capacity to uh, comprehend anything that i was reading because i was too busy thinking about all my trauma and stress Instead of sitting down and focusing to read a book, you know, I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I was having too much information shoved into my brain at the same time in order to do that. So when quarantine came and I could, I finally uh, could rest from my like four year burnout, um, I was able to, my brain was able to take in words. And because I was writing, I could read more. I read this quote, or I saw this quote, where it was like, like, reading and writing go together. Reading is breathing in, and writing is breathing out. And I really think that's true, because if there's times when I only am reading and not really writing, I feel like I'm stuffing myself too full of stuff. And then I need the writing to digest it. Even if I'm not writing about what I am reading, I'm still internalizing it somehow. <laughs> um, and I just think from what I've seen, mm-hmm. reading it's just mm-hmm. like there's just a weird like relationship mm-hmm. with reading. And it's like You have to read to be smart, and it's your responsibility to find time to read, which to some extent is true. Like, it's my responsibility to manage my time wisely after work so I have time to read. But what if after work I have to go to another part-time job because I don't make enough money at my full-time job? Then I just don't have time to read. So am I dumb because I have to work another job to get more money to survive? because that's what it sort of implies. So then it's like, well, if you have a full-time job and a part-time job, then it's your responsibility to just figure out when to read. But you can't just... I mean, reading is time-consuming. So then if you have if you don't have time to read, then that equates to you being dumb, which is not true. And then just the bigger idea of, like, English as a language. Um, I have this unit in my, one of my, in my general music class, where I take music from a different country, four different countries, and then we learn about it. And then I teach them how to say hello in, um that, in the language from that country, or one of the languages from that country, and I, there was one time where I was going through class, and then I said, in this language, we say this for hello, and then this kid was like, well, in America, we speak English, and I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) like, I just wasn't expecting him to say that out loud but that's the mentality that a lot of people have and I don't I mean I understand but I don't understand why people think like that like it's a form of communication a language is a form of communication so there's there's something that I saw where it's like don't People are not stupid for not knowing English. You're the one who are like not being good at english you're You're the one who can only speak one language. <laughs> and I just feel like there's a lot of people in this country who English is not their um, first language, but then we perceive them as dumb because they can't speak English because they don't sound smart in English. But that's, like, I want to say elitist is a word to describe that idea. Um, Because, like, English is not, like, the universal language. Like, it just... Just statements like that just prove the sort of mentality that people some people in America have about like America is number one English is number one if you don't speak English then you're dumb if you can't read or write in English then you're dumb but that's not that's not that's not the like sole test of intelligence sure a lot of people can prove their intelligence through that but it's not like the number one marker and it's just like with standardized testing like whenever once I realized that standardized testing is like just stupid I thought about it differently and I was like don't look for the right answer just look for the answer that the people making the test want you to pick and it's a little stupid and So that's a matter of just, like, how well can you understand their question that is worded such a specific way. And it's so stupid. So there's just this weird attitude about reading and writing and how, like, writing is, like, essential for communication, but it's also, like, not valued. And one of the things in Chanel Miller's book was that she had her victim impact statement that she wrote. And she's like mid-20s. When this happened, she was mid-20s. So like she can do things. She's an adult. And I guess one of the things that people were saying was um, that she didn't actually write that, that she like had somebody write it for her uh, because it was too good for her to have written it. But it's like, who are you to say how well someone can or cannot write, you know? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So it's just something, this is just something I've been thinking about a lot. Because I've been trying to like reclaim my identity as a writer. Because... I'm fine calling myself a musician because I went to college for music for four years. So I'm like, okay, reasonably I could say I'm a musician because I went to college for it. But I feel like I can't say I'm a writer because I went to, because I didn't go to college to become a writer. And I feel like I have to go to, back to school to like earn that title. um well i would have to to become an english teacher but that's like a matter of certification and not like identity i guess oh, there was something i was gonna say about that um oh that like i started applying for a few like part-time jobs because I wanted to do something online that involves writing or edi- editing, editing. <laughs> That's a weird word. Editing. Um, cause I want to make some more money, um, just so I can buy some other things. And I just felt very discouraged, like applying for these things. Cause it's like, How much editing experience do you have how much writing experience do you have upload three writing samples for us to look at and i was like i don't have writing samples i have zero editing experience i mean like i did it a little bit in high school but that does that even count anymore (sighs) and it was just very like stressful and demoralizing because i was like well obviously i'm not i can't be a writer or an editor if i don't have these skills which to some degree is like yeah But also, like, I could learn as I get the job. So I want a writing job or an editing job. And I want to learn and I want to help those people who are writing stuff. Um, But yeah, so I'm just going to start. I started writing this book. I'm going to write stories. I'm posting stuff on Medium now, so I will link that because anybody can post on medium so I'm gonna, it's gonna do it and then I'll just try practicing more and writing and like it's weird cause I have this like identity of not a writer so like within me that it's hard to like um not think about that But since I finished this book, I'm going to write, like, a review. And then I'm going to post a YouTube video. And then it's going to be all good. And then I'm going to start doing that for my books and everything. Um, But anyway. I think that's all I had to say. Um, And, yeah, I just feel like there are certain checkpoints that you have to meet before being a writer or an author or like you have to somehow make it official but like if you write something then you can call yourself a writer like you don't you don't have to go to college to write a book you just have to write a book that gets published you know so You don't, you don't, you don't have to do any of that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I started this because I wanted to like come to some conclusion about my feelings on this, but I feel like I just opened up more questions than I got answers, but I guess that's a good thing. Um... And I feel like, in a strange way, just like music is like natural to humans, I feel like writing or communicating is natural to humans as well. Like, that's just the way that our brains work. So like, I want to normalize journaling, like, I don't want journaling to be like, oh, you just write in your diary, 12-year-old girls writing in your diary. Like, writing is a, in whatever language, is a powerful tool to process stuff that happens to you. Like, even if you're just writing about what happened in your day, or you can write about some something that offended you and help you process that, and you don't need to be a certain type of person to write in your journal to have a journal you just need a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and you don't need to be like i said like that type of person everyone's i mean not everyone's brains are the same but like we all have that factor of processing things linguistically that we can all benefit from writing. I feel like writing is simultaneously... It's like, it's weird. It's like a manly thing if you write a book, but it's like girly if you just write in your journal. You know? That's weird. Because I guess if you write in your journal, it's more like emotion. But If you write a book, it's like facts, right? Which doesn't even really make sense. (laughs) But... Yeah. I'm not really sure what else to say about this. I think this is mostly what I wanted to say. So, what I guess you can take away from this. (laughs) I don't want to tell you. (laughs) But I guess I'm just summarizing for myself that... If you hear some, if you are trying to c- communicate with somebody not in English, or they, English is not their first language, um, don't think they're stupid just because they can't speak English. English is not the end all be all language of the universe, it is just one of the many. Which is fine, because it's just a language and it's a form of communication. It is not the form of communication and try to learn other languages if you can and open yourself up to the different world of a different language because it will lead to many other things and don't be like me me in high school and think you have to pick writing and reading and if you don't pick English or writing and reading then you can't do it that's not true anybody can read anybody can write even if it's hard at first it's just like any other skill you just have to practice it every day and then you will get better which is something I have to continuously remind myself that if you just do something every day you will get better at it because that's how that works good or bad (laughs) Um, and if you want to write something just try writing it if you want to read something try reading it you know if you want to write a book review just write it if you want to write a poem just write it just write it in the notes app in your phone You don't need to be a certain type of person to read books. You don't need to be a certain type of person to um, write in your journal. You just need a notebook and a pen. And I think everyone should do it. I think if you can, you should read and write. If you can't, that's okay. If you want to learn, learn. If you don't want to, that's that's your life, man. But... Other people shouldn't judge people who decide to do that, you know. I think probably a certain amount of literacy in any language is a goal for everyone. To be able to effectively communicate with those around them. But... to be handled in a respectful way. But yeah, I think that is all I have to say about this. I'm going to try now to write a little bit in my journal and on my Google Docs different thoughts about my books or just different thoughts I have and yeah so thank you so much for listening this episode was a little all over the place but I feel like they usually are but this one was more like like I said before it opened up more questions than I received answers but you know that's just what happens right so I hope this made you think I always just want to make you guys think um, check out my YouTube channel it's just Melissa Nawal Anderson on YouTube like I said I'll be posting different stuff there um, I'm trying to open up an Etsy shop so keep an eye out for that You can follow me on Instagram. I'm trying... Oh, speaking of reading and writing, I have a hashtag, readwithmna, my initials, and I try... I'm trying to, like, post more about my reading on there, have, like, some reading challenges, um, and just so people can, I don't know, talk about reading together, or just so I can post about my reading. <laughs> but, yeah, so you can check that out if you want. I hope you guys have a great day, and read something or write something, and I will see you guys later. Have a great day, wherever you are.